This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon and welcome to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture with me, Lim Su An and Tishao Ik. Now, the Oriental magpie robin species may still be a common sight in our skies, but that could change, especially if action isn't taken soon. Now, they're prized as caged birds by bird hobbyists, but because, uh, because of their beautiful song, there is a high demand for Malaysian populations of these birds domestically as well as in Indonesia. And both of these factors could be driving high levels of trapping here in Malaysia. So we'll be discussing why proper regulation is desperately needed to prevent this species from becoming endangered. Yes, so we are asking you on Twitter, should birds be kept caged as pets? And uh, your options are yes or no. So if you'd like to take that poll at BFM Radio, you can also tell us there why you think they should or shouldn't be. You can also WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. And you've definitely heard their song before, even if you know you don't, you don't quite know what it is, but quite possibly right outside your window at the crack of dawn no less so have a listen to it here Sounds familiar to you? Well, you just yeah. <laughs> That was um, the song of an adult male oriental magpie robin or, or the Murai Kampong as they're commonly known here in Malaysia and that clip you heard was actually recorded right here in Selangor. Mm, sadly, that beautiful song is what's sparking concern because there is high demand for these oriental magpie robins as pets both domestically and in neighbouring countries and this has resulted in the trapping and smuggling of Malaysian wild populations to feed this continuous demand. So in a report released last week, the NGO Traffic and the Wildlife and National Parks of Peninsula Malaysia or Perhilitan have revealed that large numbers of these birds are being intercepted in seizures uh, with at least 26,950 of the birds confiscated in just 44 incidents that implicated Malaysia and this was from January 2015 to December 2020 and that averages out to about 600 plus birds per seizure. Hmm. And the report titled Smuggled for its Song, the Trade in Malaysia's Oriental Magpie Robins also revealed that the majority of the seized birds, or about 64% of them, were actually being trafficked from Malaysia to Indonesia. So in a statement, Perhilitan Director General Dato Abdul Kadir Abu Hashim said, and I quote, This points to Malaysian populations of the Oriental magpie robin being targeted to feed demand in neighbouring countries, particularly Indonesia. And it also indicates an escalation of international trafficking in recent years to feed the persistent demand for the pet trade. Now, a staggering number of more than uh, 17,700 of these birds, or about 66% of them, were confiscated in 2020 alone. Mm. And that signifies a current and possibly growing problem. Now, this could be due to an increase in enforcement effort coupled with dwindling populations in parts of Indonesia to supply birds for trade. And hence, you know, that that um, marked increase of trafficking these birds from Malaysia to Indonesia. So looking at Malaysia's role in this, a total of 23 seizures occurred in our country, all confined to the states of Johor, Malacca, Sarawak and Sabah. And these involved a total of almost 18,000 birds. Now, most incidents in Johor, Malacca and Sarawak 
pointed to cross-border smuggling, whereas the case in Sabah was a confiscation from a particular premises. And in eight of the Malaysian seizures where birds were being trafficked to Indonesia, at least 16 Indonesian nationals were arrested uh, and this strongly suggested um, networks of smugglers moving birds between uh, our country and, and Indonesia. And many of these were reported to be illegal immigrants, indicating an additional national security mm. concern as well. I mean, online trade monitoring by traffic also showed that the species is popularly sought after right here in Malaysia in two rapid assessment surveys of all wildlife pet trade on a popular local e-commerce site, Muda.my. The oriental magpie robin was the second most numerous animal recorded in 2018 and 2020. And a separate rapid assessment of live wildlife pet trade on Facebook groups in 2019 also found that it was the ninth most numerous animal recorded. Mm. Now, I think it's important to note that currently, the oriental magpie robins are not on any of Malaysia's protected species lists, um, except uh, in Sabah's wildlife, uh, Sabah's wildlife Conservation Enactment of 1997. So what this means is that there's actually insufficient regulation in place for a species that is facing decline in parts of its range and a species that is also frequently trapped and traded illegally to feed both local and international demands. Yeah. So just a little bit of background information about these birds. Why are we talking about them? You know, what, what do we know about them? So this species is considered to be widespread across Malaysia, but there have actually been no recent population estimates for our country. Now, according to an article in The Guardian, they are common and widespread resident breeders in open woodland, forests, um, even cultivated areas and urban gardens close to human habitat uh, habitations throughout much of India, Peninsula Malaysia and parts of Southeast Asia. And as we have mentioned, they are celebrated for their lovely song, but unfortunately, they also make popular cage birds for that very reason. Now, the males of the species are distinctive black birds with a long tail that is held upright while singing. And they have a white wing patch or stripe, white outer tail feathers and white underparts. And I'm sure this will be familiar to many of us here. Now, the female is similar to the male, but has streakier and greyer plumage overall. Mm. And the small hook at the tip of the beak is consistent with their diet of insects and other invertebrates. They also occasionally eat um, geckos, uh, leeches, centipedes, even fish though. Hmm. I mean, th- these birds are listed as least concern on the IUCN red list of threatened species due to its wide global range and current stable global population. But the species has been flagged by the IUCN Asian Songbird Trade Specialist Group as one of the priority species threatened by the songbird trade. And this is due to high demand for the species. Um, Over in Java, the species was previously common and abundant, but because of uncontrolled trapping, this resulted in it becoming scarce and even in severe decline. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, for all of us, the bird is a symbol of this higher freedom that we long mm. for. We dream of being free like a bird, like so many songs sing about, or to soar like an eagle. And they have so many qualities that we find admirable and really fascinating about them. Brilliant colours, speech capabilities, right, among mm. some birds. Highly, you know, intelligent creatures. They're playful also. They're lost. Loyalty, and that's why um, they are among the most popular types of animal companion. And so sadly, it's like we treasure them for certain qualities, but we also cage and trap them for that very... Because of those qualities. Right. And, and in, in a sense, then we are taking that away from them. I mean, in the US, it's estimated that 40 million birds are kept caged and often improperly cared for. And that means they're bored, they're lonely, and they are usually a long way from their natural homes. Um, so many of us 
see no issue with the practice of keeping a living being that is actually destined to fly free in the sky, but we keep them confined to a cage. And uh, we've even become conditioned to think that this practice is acceptable. And I, th- I think it's also important to note that sort of there's no such animal as a caged bird, right? All caged birds were either captured or bred in captivity. And many people, you know, they buy birds on impulse. They don't have a clue how much time, money and energy is needed to care for them on a daily basis. I think because like there's sort of, I guess this perception that birds are possibly easier to care for compared to kittens and puppies, mm-hmm. right? Because sort of you may just leave them mm-hmm. there in the cage and just feed them when you mm-hmm. need to. That's true. Um, but, you know, birds are as messy as and, and destructive as puppies. And it's something that irresponsible breeders and retailers often won't explain to customers who go looking for these birds. Um, caged birds often exhibit destructive, abnormal behaviours that are directly related to mental suffering. These are, you know, these symptoms, uh, they show up as feather plucking, excessive vocalization, fear and aggression and really this is not surprising when natural behaviors such as flying, choosing a mate, belonging to a flock, building nests and dust bathing, these are all denied to them when they are caged all day. Mm, that's right and when you go uh, past or into pet shops that sell caged birds and, and you notice how loud and vocal they are and that is actually a sign of how stressed Mm. and how unnatural it is for them to be in there. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, you know, to find out because, um, you know, I remember as as a child, you know, you'd see a lot of all these old shops that would sell all mm. these birds, right? And you walk past them thinking, oh, how nice it is to hear all this bird song. But it it is, they, they are that loud because they are trapped. Mm. They, they, they are protesting, I think. <laughs> I mean, I have to confess that uh, when I was growing up, we had a pair of um, budgies, mm. uh, very popular uh, pet birds. Uh, at the time, perhaps it's still the case now, I'm not sure. Uh, and I, I will forever regret the fact that we did have them even for that short period. Um, they died a very tragic death oh, um, no. in my porch. Um, I, I shall not share, but I think just, just the fact that of how tragic it is, um, is a reminder that they, they're just not meant to be caged birds. Um, and that's, you know, what you mentioned about how retailers and breeders don't tell you uh, about the kinds of risks that come mm-hmm. to the birds mm. if you keep them as pets. Uh, and that's something that was very lacking uh, uh, for us as as bird pet owners, pet bird owners. Uh, and so these are the kinds of things that people should be aware of and um, serve as a lesson to not keep caged birds. Yeah, and I think it's especially scary when, you know, like we said, these birds are being sold online, you Mm. know, even that, I mean, the online pet trade itself is already often problematic, right? And especially to trade in an animal that um, in this case isn't illegal, but it, it is contributing to its decline. So there's there's so many questions and issues around um, surrounding this, mm-hmm. you know. But we, we'd like to know what you think, you know. Have you had pet birds before? Do you have pet birds? Um, you know, what do you think about all of this? Tweet us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Now, we've got to take a quick break. But when we come back, Serene Chung, a program officer with Traffic, as well as a co-author of the report we've been discussing, will join us to explain why improved legal protections for the species here in Malaysia are desperately needed. So keep it tuned to The Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.
Welcome back to the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture with me, Sue, uh, Lim Su and Anti Shawik in the studio. Now we are discussing the Murai Kampung or the Oriental Magpie Robin on the show today. Now, uh, while it is still commonly seen in our tamans, that could soon change as these birds are being heavily traded to feed the international pet trade. And so, on um, in with in relation to our topic today, we have a social media question going. Mm, we've been asking you: Do you think birds should be kept as caged pets? Some um, overwhelmingly, almost ninety five percent. Of you say no, they shouldn't. Very, very small percentage of about 5.4% of you say they should. So uh, do take that poll on Twitter at BFM Radio. You can also WhatsApp us um, what you think about keeping birds as caged pets or whether perhaps you do it or used to do it. Um, tell us about your experiences. Uh, WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Now, a new report by Traffic Emperor Hilitan has revealed that this popular songbird, the Oriental Magpie Robin, is headed for trouble if it is not protected from rampant trapping in Malaysia as well as smuggling to feed international demand. So joining us now to shed more light on this report, including its findings and recommendations, we have Serene Cheng, a program officer with Traffic, and she's also a co-author of the report, which is titled Smuggled for its Song, The Trade in Malaysia's Oriental Magpie Robins. Welcome, Serene. Thanks for joining us today. So to start off with, what prompted Traffic to conduct the study in the first place? Okay, in 2020, we were starting to hear news report after news report of oriental magpie robins being seized in Malaysia. So when that came onto our radar, we decided, oh, this is a good time to initiate the research. And we also knew that the Wildlife Conservation Act 2010 and lists of protected species in Malaysia were undergoing revision. So, you know, this is the perfect time to compile all the information that we knew about the trade in oriental magpie robins and do an analysis to understand the situation. So are oriental magpie robins popular as pets or with bird keeping hobbyists? And and if so, why is this the case? Yeah, oriental magpie robins are popular with bird keeping hobbyists, not just in Malaysia, but also elsewhere across Southeast Asia. And this is because of their singing abilities. And you might probably be familiar with their song. It's like a melodic and quite varied whistle, and you can hear it especially at dusk around parks and gardens. So people keep this species uh, in cages to listen to their song, or also to enter the birds into singing competitions to win prizes and prestige. Mm. And so what protection is currently offered to these birds under Malaysian laws? So in Malaysia, the wildlife laws are split between Peninsular Malaysia, Sabah and Sarawak. So the oriental magpie robin is listed as protected in Sabah. So that means that you can only trap or keep it if you have a license or permit issued by the the Sabah Wildlife Department. But the species is currently not protected in Sarawak and Peninsular Malaysia. But under the Sarawak laws, you still need a license to keep any wild animal, whether it's protected or not. So the species is also not protected from international trade as it's not listed under the international convention that governs wildlife trade worldwide. But in Malaysia, there's a few other laws like the Quarantine Act and the Animals Act that still regulate the import and export of animals as well as the movement between Peninsula Malaysia, Sabah and Sarawak. So before we get to the findings of the study, Serene, can you outline the role um, that Malaysia plays in the trade of these birds? Yeah, Malaysia functions as a consumer as well as a source country. 
So from our online trade surveys, we found that oriental magpie robins are within the top 10 most recorded wildlife species in terms of the number offered. So there's clearly a market and demand for the species here. But the research also confirmed that oriental magpie robins were being smuggled from Malaysia to neighbouring countries. So it's very likely that they're being tracked here in Malaysia and then consolidated by middlemen and smuggled across to neighbouring countries like Indonesia and Singapore to feed the demand there. Hmm. And speaking of demand, Serena, I understand from the report that there was a sharp spike in seizures last year in 2020, am I right? Now, what are the possible reasons behind the high demand of these birds? Yeah, that's right. Um, There was a sharp spike in seizures in 2020, and that could reflect higher vigilance and action by law enforcement agencies to intercept more shipments of smuggled wildlife. But also, we suspect that there's an increase in demand for oriental magpie robins from Malaysia because the species is still relatively common here, while in places like Indonesia and Singapore, they are now scarce, and this is mostly due to trapping there for trade over the past decades. And because of this, traders are turning to the Malaysian populations of magpie robins because they're easier to trap. And I think it's also important here to explain that seizures only tell one part of the story because not all smuggling incidents would be caught. So seizures only represent an unknown portion of the actual illegal trade. And additionally, this species is not protected across all of Malaysia, right? So it's possible that a lot more birds are being trapped and traded and trafficked. And we do not necessarily know the true scale of this trade, both illegal and legal, beyond what we've learned from the seizure analysis and the online trade monitoring. All right. And can you now sort of walk us through the main findings of the report? Um, So from 2015 to 2020, uh, we found over 25,000 oriental magpie robins were seized from 44 incidents involving Malaysia. So this includes seizures that took place in Malaysia, as well as those that occurred in other countries, but include Malaysia as a location along the trade route. So two-thirds of all these birds that were seized were seized in 2020 alone, so just one year. And two-thirds of all the birds seized were confirmed to have been smuggled from Malaysia to Indonesia. So we also found that most of the seizures and the larger seizures involved the state of Johor. And while there were more incidents of smuggling that took place over land, a far larger number of birds were smuggled by sea. So we were able to see that um, there's very strong evidence of smuggling from peninsular Malaysia to Sumatra by sea, especially from the southeast tip of Johor to the Riau Islands. So that was one of the most um, highlighted smuggling routes. And also from Sarawak across the land border into Kalimantan. So what was also interesting is that Malaysian and Indonesian suspects have been arrested in these cases, and sometimes both in the same case. So this indicates that there are organized networks in both countries that are moving the animals. So what all of this really means from the seizures is that there's quite an alarming number of birds being smuggled from Malaysia to Indonesia in a short period of time. Um, Additionally, from the online trade surveys, we found that the oriental magpie robin is one of the top species recorded for sale. So it indicates a clear market and demand for the species within Malaysia as well. Mm. And uh, what were the methods that were used to gather all this data? 
Okay, yeah, it's a good question. Um, we wanted to understand the current situation, right, of the species in Malaysia. So to effectively do this, we would try to draw from a range of data sources so we can get as complete a picture as possible. So for this study, we focused on collating seizure data and online trade data because this was the most updated and comprehensive information that's available to us. So the main findings were from the seizure analysis. And for this, we collected data from open source news reports and from government agencies. So Pahilitan Johor were very generous to share their data with us. And this is important because so many seizures took place there. So this ensured that we had the most updated and accurate records. So from there, we were able to analyze the number of birds smuggled and seized and the locations along the smuggling route. So this includes the origin, the seizure location, as well as the potential destination. Um, we also could see what the smuggling methods were and what follow-up actions there were, like arrests or prosecutions. So we were also able to map out the hotspots and the smuggling routes. And for the online trade, we did this by systematically searching for and recording observations of trade that takes place within a fixed period of time. So uh, this is actually part of a bigger study that was searching for all online trade in Malaysia. So for this particular study, we just extracted the listings that involved the oriental magpie robin. So what we were able to get is a sample of what the online trade looks like to give us a sense of how much local demand there is for the species. So we're not actually um, conducting like brand new research. We're using information that's already available, that's records that have been kept, and then analysing what is there. And the authorities were also very forthcoming with information and sharing the data that they had? Yeah, that's right. So Perlitan is actually a co-author with us on this report, um, and that's really to acknowledge how... Uh, helpful they were in giving us input to the, the content and also sharing the data with us. All right. And based on the findings and analysis, um, what are your recommendations for the authorities moving forward? Yeah, uh, our main recommendation and the highest priority is to list the species as protected in Peninsular Malaysia and Sarawak. So what this will do is harmonise the protection for the species across the whole country so essentially bringing the protection status of the oriental magpie robin up to the same level as it is in Sabah. So I think it's important to note that this will not ban trade. So when a species is protected, it allows wildlife authorities to regulate and monitor the trade through licenses and permits. So they can still be trapped, they can still be traded, they can still be kept, but you do need to have license and permits to do so. So this allows us to collect accurate and complete information on the levels of trapping and trade, and therefore be able to make more informed decisions on how to manage the species. So just for example, you know, if we find that the species is actually being trapped at much higher rates than can be sustained by the wild populations, the authorities can consider imposing limits on the number of permits and issue, uh, licenses that are issued. So this is a system that Malaysia already has in place uh, to regulate the trade and trapping in protected species. So we have a quota system for some species, and for some species, trapping is only confined to certain months of the year. Yeah, and uh, what has history shown us when sought-after species are not properly regulated? 
Yeah, uh, we have seen instances of wild populations declining to dangerously low levels in a short time, especially if trade levels in species that are so in demand are not well regulated. So um, a songbird species from the region that uh, we can share is the straw-headed bobo. So this is a species that used to be common across its range in Southeast Asia. Um, but it has a beautiful song and it was so in demand that it was trapped at unsustainable levels. And now it's thought to be extinct from Thailand, Java, Sumatra. And it only remains in Singapore, which is the stronghold, and scattered across some parts of peninsular Malaysia and Borneo. So this is an example of species that has nearly been trapped to the brink. Uh, we also have an interesting example of the oriental magpyrobin itself um, and the situation in Singapore. So it was actually trapped to near extinction in Singapore by the 1990s. Um, and when the populations declined to such low levels, they were susceptible to other kinds of threats like competition from invasive species. So it actually took an intensive conservation reintroduction program in Singapore to return the species to the wild. But even now, the it's not common. So, you know, you go to Singapore and you wouldn't see as many of them there as you would normally find in Malaysia. So what all this tells us is that high numbers of seized oriental magpie robins is cause for concern and cause for action. Hmm. But I think it's also, you know, entirely possible that some some people who have read the report or people who are listening to this might say, hey, that's a really common bird. I see and hear those guys every day in my thumb. And surely this report and recommendations are an overreaction on the researchers' part. Um, how would you respond to, to, to something like that? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. I think it's one that we've gotten a few times so far. And I think what I like to reiterate is having the species protected does not equate to stopping the trade in it completely. So I like to give the example of the common water monitor lizard in Malaysia, which we also see is fairly common. You know, you find it around urban areas as well. Um, but it's a protected species. So, you know, trade is still allowed, but you do need a license to trap or to trade it. So that will allow us to collect information to find out more. And also, I think we need to consider the precautionary principle, even though the species may still be quite common around our neighbourhoods. Maybe it's because there's not a lot of trapping taking place in our neighbourhoods, but the populations could well be declining in other areas like forest edges or other habitats. So we have actually heard a few anecdotal accounts of people saying, oh, you know, we don't see this species around as much as we used to. So I think it's important to also do some research and, and studies to understand what's happening to the wild populations. So this will altogether give us a complete picture and allow us to decide how we want to move forward. So I think our recommendations are measured and not alarmist. <laughs> and I think I think they're pretty reasonable. Mm, definitely. And as you pointed out earlier, aside from invasive species coming in, we don't know what other effects such a loss of one species might have on the ecosystem as a whole. Yeah, that's right. So you don't really know what kind of cascade effects you might get if you take one species out, you know, how what the impact might be on other species. Um, and I think one interesting thing about the songbird trade also is that the demand seems to shift from species that are 
uh, now very rare to things that are more common. So it could be that the oriental magpie robin could be the next straw-headed bubble. It could be, you know, it could become rare in future and then trappers will shift to another species that is common. So it's just sort of moving from one species to the next. So it's not, it's not sustainable to uh, carry on this way. Hmm. I mean, so it's currently not illegal to buy and keep these birds, the uh, Murai Kampong, but is there any way that the public can help or get involved in preventing the excessive trade of these birds in any way? Um, yeah, there's quite a lot that the public can do. So firstly, be a responsible buyer. So like you mentioned, you know, the species is not illegal to buy and keep, but if you want to, if you're thinking of buying a bird, think twice before buying a wild bird and consider that your actions may threaten the species' survival. So I think it, it's probably useful to educate yourself and to learn more about the species and to understand if your, your actions could have an impact. So by reducing the demand for wild birds from the buyer's end, there would therefore be less pressure to trap the birds from the wild and sell them. Secondly, public support to get the oriental magpie robin listed as protected is also important. And the best way to achieve this is to get your voice heard and to help us amplify this message. So uh, you could help us by sharing the report and infographs and even a short video from our Facebook page to get more traction for the issue. Because I think a lot of people didn't realise that you know this was such an issue and that so many of our oriental magpie robins were being smuggled. So um, yeah, we could visit our Facebook page. Uh, our handle is Traffic C, um, and share the information from there. And even better, consider writing to and advocating with your MP and your local authorities to show support for this issue. And last but certainly not least, uh, if you see Oriental Magpie Robins for sale in Sabah, where they are protected, you can report it to their hotline. So the Sabah hotline is 088-254-767. And Although the species is not protected here in Peninsular Malaysia and in Sarawak, you can still report any suspicious wildlife trade activity to your respective wildlife departments. So Pahilitan's hotline is 1-800-88-5151 and Sarawak Forestry's hotline is 1-800-88-7777. And additionally, for Peninsular Malaysia, you can use the MyCat Wildlife Crime Hotline which is 24 hours and it's completely anonymous. So that's 019-356-4194. All right. Thank you so much, Serene, for joining us today. That was Serene Cheng, a program officer with Traffic, as well as a co-author of the report Smuggled for its Song, The Trade in Malaysia's Oriental Magpie Robins. Mm, so um, she was basically um, telling us more about the findings from the report, We you know, which finds that Malaysian populations of this Oriental Magpie Robin um, are being targeted to feed the demand in neighbouring countries, particularly Indonesia. The demand has come about because of um, the, uh, their popularity as songbirds, right? Mm. And people are wanting to keep them as pets. And the report has also identified greater collaboration between Malaysia and Indonesia as a priority to investigate and disrupt the trafficking chains that drive the trade. And they have also called for improved legal protections for the species in Malaysia. So if you'd like to find out more, you can visit traffic.org. And uh, just to reiterate um, what Serene said, that if you spot any illegal wildlife trade, you can call. You can also call Pahilitan's hotline at one 
0818-5151. But meanwhile, we were asking you on Twitter, should birds be kept as, uh, sorry, yeah, be, be kept caged as pets? Unfortunately, um, 95% of you say no. Um, small amount, uh, about 4.8% of you say yes. Um, we have a few comments to read out. Sweet Jeans 2 says, I regularly pass by a pet shop in my neighbourhood and uh, when I see the number of birds crammed into cages for potential customers, it makes me feel like going over and setting them free. Birds are not meant to be kept in cages, just as animals are not meant to live in zoos. Um, Wei Kang says, they are born to fly. Keeping them tied down is restricting their natural instincts. And we have nicknamed Esther, who said, um, what are their wings for if birds are kept in a cage? It is such a sad and cruel thing to do. Um, Esther believes uh, no animal should be kept in a cage and go and um, see them in their natural habitat. If you're an animal lover, we wouldn't want to be put in a cage ourselves, would we? Very good points. Yes, and, and, and I think we've heard enough from um, uh, uh, people who love bird watching as well across our various shows on um, on the Daily Digest mm-hmm. about how wonderful it is, you know, how, how much they enjoy going out and sort of looking for these birds and seeing them and photographing them in their natural habitat. And I guess, you know, if, if you are, if that's something that you truly are passionate in, that's that's such a wonderful opportunity to go to mm. go for. And I think what I have discovered is that um, working from home during this pandemic mm. has given me that opportunity to enjoy birdsong while working at home. I think I've told you before, Suen, um, on the days when the weather's nice, I like to work in my porch. That's right. <laughs> and I am treated to birdsong while I'm working. Um, and as Serene says, you know, even though it may be common in our tamans, in our sort of like urban neighbourhoods, um, it doesn't mean that the trapping and, uh, and poaching of it isn't happening elsewhere Mm. and you know we should treasure it and um, be more responsible I suppose uh, as as, um, you know if we're looking for pets and to know um, when not when to say no, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And you can keep sharing your thoughts with us if you have um, any, you know, should birds be kept caged as pets? Um, have you ever owned birds as pets? You know, tell us, tweet us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Uh, I think, I believe we have another WhatsApp message that came in. Why Ming has just uh, messaged in uh, to say, well, so this is an interesting uh, um, opinion. Um, Why Ming doesn't agree to banning magpie robin ownerships uh, um, you know, ownership uh, as pets. Uh, as uh, for some people, um, you know, who want to love and care for animals um, the same way that they do for dogs and cats, for instance, some people may want to love and care um, birds as pets. Um, there are pet owners who have taken care of birds um, almost as uh, well as they would take care of a child. But Waiming says, um, uh, uh, that uh, he or she disagrees to the online sale of birds uh, and the sale of um, any pets and, and catching birds from the wild is traumatic as well. Unfortunately, like you said, you know, caged um, birds when um, are either bred in captivity or caught in the wild. So there's there's really no sort of like a, a, no happy journey um, for yeah. birds when they're caged, right? Um, but Waiming does have a, a message to share, you know, um, buyers and potential pet owners um, should be 
knowledgeable uh, about um, where, uh, you know, if they are um, buying pets as birds, um, where the sources are and take care of the birds that they wish to keep. Yes. So, you know, I think that's that's a important message, you know, even any pet that you're considering, right? Always, mm-hmm. you know, ask Absolutely. as many questions as you can, you know, make sure that you really are aware of, of what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all the time we have for today's show. You can look us up on Facebook at BFM The Bigger Picture and drop us a message right there. But if you've missed any part of today's show, you can download the podcast on bfm.my slash daily digest on the BFM app or other uh, other podcast platforms. Now coming up at 3pm on Live and Learn, Dashan Johan will be speaking to lawyer Sangeet Dio on what if Malaysia abolishes the death penalty? This has been the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture and we'll leave you now with Free as a Bird by The Beatles, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.